Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Patty. How are you? Robbie, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Now, what will happen when we go live, they'll... Oh, 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 I guess we're on the air right now. Um, anyway, let me just introduce the show and we'll move forward. So All this right. is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest. And today we have a fabulous guest. Her name is Patty Cotton. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Patty is an executive coach who draws from more than 25 years in leadership roles, stateside and abroad, in the areas of diplomatic relations and corporate nonprofit and for-profit administration. Known as the girl impossible in the corporate world, she has seasoned experience in leading and managing teams and people. She is a guest instructor for advanced coaching, coaching methodologies. She possesses master's degrees in organizational management and development and in English literature. Patty is certified with International Coach Federation, mediator for State of California, and has advanced training certification from Harvard University's in Immunities to Change. Patty works with accomplished executives and business owners to help them step into more of their potential and achieve more, make greater impact. These professionals are values-centered, results-driven decision-makers. They are in charge of, growing area of, of a growing area of responsibility, a small or medium-sized company or organization providing services, or a cause or nonprofit effort that has regional, national, or multinational reach. They may have just one thing that holds them back from playing their best game, and Patty helps them break through to do it. Why clients reach out to Patty? You have a big vision and you make sure you launch with confidence and ease. You are taking on new responsibilities and realize you need to increase your leadership skills. You can have the corner office, but you're wondering if you really want it. You are playing it small. Others see you as successful, but you know you are capable of more. You want to define life and work on your own terms, and you're ready to do it now. You are eager to step into more of your personal leadership, but you seem to be hitting a wall. Conflict is something you avoid, and you really want to easily manage these critical conversations and confidence. You are confident in asking on behalf of others, but you are afraid to ask for yourself. How does Patty help her clients reach their goals? She uses a five-step system with proven methodologies to help them attain goals and confidence and ease. Visionizing their success, success the gap where they are now and where they want to go, draw up their action plan to meet their goals, and tap into their success, DNA, strength and values. Shine the light on growth opportunities. Use the breakthrough tools to overcome roadblocks, limiting beliefs, behaviors, actions, systems as, she, as they work through their plan to help them reach your goals. Her personal philosophy is that she brings unique gifts and values to the world. To her, being ordinary is not an option. 
to be able to make her great, the greatest impact, it is necessary to, for people to step into their authentic personal leadership to shine brightest and to serve the world as they were meant to do. Patty, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. You're, you're just so fabulous. I've heard you speak, and you are not only a great coach, but you're an absolutely fantastic speaker. Robbie, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be with with such an icon in in the executive industry, a woman who who truly galvanizes so many to to create a difference and and just thank you for having me. I know that you I know that you show professionals how to ask for what they want and get. Don't successful professionals already know how to do that? You'd actually be surprised at the number of professionals who don't know how to ask for what they want and get it. There are a lot of professionals out there who have actually succeeded because people have offered them opportunities and they've just sort of been swept along in the success track, but they've never really stopped to say, hey, what is it that I want? And because they don't do that, because they haven't done that, they've missed out on some huge opportunities that were right in front of them. So it's it's more common than you think, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Is there a single way that people hold themselves from back from asking, and what would it be? You know, there I find there are five main reasons why people don't or why people hold themselves back from asking. And uh, one is to know what you want because you first have to know what you want. I'm, I'm surprised at the number of people who actually say, I, I don't really know. And this happens especially with women, I find, because they've learned how to accommodate, even in this day and age, uh, because of the many rules that we, the roles that we play, we accommodate the world in such a fashion that we can easily lose ourselves. So to know what you want first means that you have to know who you are and the gifts that you bring to the world. And then what does that look like? And then I think maybe the second way we hold ourselves back, Robbie, is to know why you're asking. Because, you know, why is it that I'm asking? I, I had a client, Sue, who was an attorney, who asked me to work with her to become a partner in the firm. And we worked for a bit on vision and values. And then I came back to her and I said, hey, Sue, you said you want to be a partner in the firm, but your greatest values are family and time to travel. How is it that you think working 90 hours a week, which is 30 more than you work now, how is that going to resonate with your values? And, and so she said, you know, you're right. I guess I don't want to be a partner in the firm. I want a greater salary, and I just thought that's what I needed to do to get it. So you really need to know why you're asking for what you want. What's the why behind that? But I think, you know, and I could go through the five steps, Robbie, but I will tell you that the fifth one I think is the biggest one because you've asked me if there's a single way that we hold ourselves Mm -hmm. back, what would that be? And Mm -hmm. I would say the the single most prominent way that I that I find in my coaching is that we don't believe we deserve it. That's we know so what true. we want, you know, we know what we want, we go and we go through the motions, but because we don't believe we deserve it, it keeps us from asking or when we ask we can come across as apologetic or disingenuous. So absolutely you have to believe that you deserve it. That's the biggest one I would say. And I think another one too is 
people are afraid that somebody might say no. Do you do you feel that as well? Absolutely. Rejection is is probably one of the biggest because we often equate what we're asking for with with us as a person. So if I say to you, hey, Robbie, you know, you're my boss and I, I would like to ask you for a raise because I haven't had a raise in five years and you, Robbie, feel that I, you know, that it's not the time for that and you tell me no, I can equate your no with a rejection of me as a professional when, in fact, maybe you're saying no because you don't have it in the budget or I, you know, or, or something else. So rejection is a big factor. Fear of failure, fear of loss of some kind is underneath that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's so true. <clears throat> what do you feel that the um, consequences are when we don't ask for what we want? You know, the consequences are far-reaching, Robbie. Uh, when we don't go after what we want, first of all, we can be dissatisfied, we can be sad, we can actually wind up at the end of our lives saying, gosh, you know what, I, live a, I lived a life unlived. I, I really didn't get to do what I wanted. I always dreamed about this or that, but I didn't go after it. What could my life have looked like? And so when we don't ask for what we want, when we wait for the world to bring to us what we desire and we don't voice that and go after it, we can miss opportunities relationships, um, you know, in the career track. We miss a lot of promotions and networking opportunities and the ability to step into the spotlight to share our gifts with the world in a greater way. And in and the same for the business owner world. Um, and in personal relationships, we can miss out on a lot by compromising simply with what has come our way rather than to design what we want to come our way by asking for it. That's so true. <clears throat> if we know we need to ask, we don't. Why don't we just do so? Why do we need help? Well, you know, you brought up the point uh, so well that that rejection is a main cause, uh, and we talked a little bit about that. And the fact is, because we know something in our heads, doesn't mean that we feel we can do it in our hearts. We have what I call an emotional immune system, and it's much like a physical immune system. You know, an, an immune system is there to protect you. And so we have formed emotional immune systems just as we have formed physical immune systems. And the emotional immune systems will protect us from getting hurt emotionally. So let's take a little girl, maybe a tiny girl, who's walked toward fire for the first time. And she doesn't know what it is, and it looks fabulous, and it looks so exciting and bright, and it feels so warm, and she reaches out to touch it, and oh my word, it hurts. So that hurts, and it scared her, and she, she tells herself a story about it, which is don't go near fire because that will hurt you and it will scare you. Well, there mm-hmm. she has formed an emotional immune system. But then imagine years later that this little girl grows up into a young lady and perhaps she got burned so badly on her hand that she's terrified of fire now when in fact she can use her judgment as to how close she can get or when she wants to sit by it. But her old emotional immune system doesn't allow her to do that. So what, uh, what, what gets in the way of our just going out and asking for what we want. If we know what we, you know, if we know what we want, we know we need to ask. We may have an old emotional immune system that says, uh-uh-uh, don't do that. 
What that means, you're going to get rejected. You're going to fail. They're not going to like you. They're going to say no. We have all kinds of wonderful self-talk that's associated with maybe an earlier memory that has nothing to do with this. And so what we have to do is shift mindset and behaviors together because you can read all the books. You can read all the how to ask for anything and get for what you know, get what you want, how to negotiate, how to this and that. But I'll wager that a lot of our listeners out there, Robbie, have stacks of books telling us how to do things and they're still not doing them because right. the inside of us has to come along and say, Okay, I'll step up to the plate and use this knowledge. I will open up that emotional immune system and and take on some new behaviors so that I go after what I want. So it's that old system that holds us back. Don't you think also that the more we practice asking, the easier it gets? Oh, you are so right. Absolutely. And, you know, you've hit on something really key, Robbie, and that is that it's behaviors. We can hold it all up in our heads if we have head knowledge, but unless we act on it and tell, we have to actually tell our brains that we can do something by not only talking to ourselves but acting. We have to start asking, and each time it gets a little better. So you've got two things here. You've got skill set, so learn how to ask, and mindset. Learn how you feel about it so you can shift that and take your tools and go ask and do it over and over again. And it does get easier and easier as long as you have the skill set that teaches you how to ask and the understanding that sometimes people are going to say no. It's like that old adage, you know, a gal comes around or let's say we're sitting around a table of eight or ten women and somebody comes around with a fabulous chocolate cream pie and says, would you like some? Well, some of us are going to say yes. Some of us are going to say no. It may be that we're full. We don't like chocolate. We may be allergic. We may be on a diet, but we say no. And the person serving the pie is not going to say, oh, they don't like me. They rejected me. They said no. I must not be good enough. Well, the same is when we go to ask for something else. Imagine that you're asking for something like a chocolate pie. It's something out in front of you. It's not you. It's the thing you're asking for. And sometimes... It's just not right for certain, you know, depending on the circumstances. And it may have nothing at all to do with your prowess or your ability as a professional. So, so what happens, Patty, when we ask and get what we want? So that's a scary thing, Robbie. Now, here's the funny thing. A lot of us are afraid of failure, but a lot of us are also afraid of success. Because you could say, well, gosh, if you get what you want, you get all these fabulous opportunities and you have your relationships are more vibrant, you've shed some old skin that no longer served you, you have eliminated the, the negative energy in your life, you're able to share your gifts so much more with the world and make much more impact make, you know, with, with influence. And that's, a, that's the fabulous part of it. Some of us still may be hanging back, however, thinking, oh, gosh, what if I do succeed? What does that mean? Now what am I going to lose? Will my spouse still, you know, hang with me, still still want to be with me? Will I have a friend who's jealous? Will I lose my community? What do I have to let go of? So we do a lot of self-talk centered around loss, even if we go out and ask for what we want, which makes us hesitate. So we might see right around the corner 
that we have an incredible situation that we could step right into. You could step into the spotlight with something amazing and you know you can do this thing and you were born for this and it's time for you to launch and just go there, but you hold back because if you ask for what you want and get it and you know you're going to get that thing when you ask for it, you still may hesitate and say, but if I do, what will I lose? Because every time you take a hold of something, you must let go of it. It's like when we were kids on the monkey bars. You know how you swing from mm-hmm. bar to bar? You have to let go of one hand to swing it forward to keep going. So when we ask for what we want and get it, we have a lot of new. We step into a learner mode. We're no longer the expert because we're no longer in a comfort zone. And we have a new zone that we have to learn. It can be exciting, exhilarating, energizing, and we will have greater opportunities. You know, every every part of our life is going to sparkle more because we've stepped into more of our potential. We we have to understand that. And that's why a lot of us don't don't leave those comfort zones because they're like fuzzy warm sweaters. But when we do it's it's just stepping into more of our best selves, which is, I, I believe that we feel fully alive, Robbie. We feel like, ha, that's, that's more of what I'm supposed to be doing. This feels good, you know. But there is that period where you're still kind of trying on the new clothes and seeing how they fit and, you know, moving around a bit. You're so right. You coach a lot of professionals across all kinds of industries and business ownerships. What do they have in common? You know, I do coach across industries, and I also about half of my, you know, a little more than half my clientele are actually men. Even though uh, I focus a lot on women, I also coach a lot of men, and it's so wonderful. No matter what the industry, no matter what the gender, what they have in common, I would say, is that they have a keen sense that they have more potential, and they're ready to step into it. They're ready to take that risk. They know that there's a better self just in front of them. It's not remedial, Robbie. I don't have many clients who come to me saying, this thing isn't working for me, help me fix it. It's the it, rather the kind of person who comes and says, I have really made a success to this point, but I want more. I want different. And they're willing to be vulnerable and take risks and take a look at themselves to see where they need to grow so that they go and get it. And I would say that's the commonality. They're very courageous. That's great. Why would I come to you for help? So you might come to me for help if uh, you feel like, you know, been there, done that, but I want something different, I want more. Or what's worked for me up to this point is not going to work for me as I look at, you know, designing this next chapter. I want to think bigger. I want to enjoy a better self. You know, I know I have more potential. You may have a bigger vision, and you want to make sure that you launch it with confidence. But there's, there, the, the common theme, I think, of why people come to me for help is they are ready for more. They know they have more to contribute. They want to get rid of whatever's standing in their way and, and step into that growth so that they enjoy more of their potential. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can, from hearing you speak and being around you, I can see that you can help them go within and see more things about themselves that they're not, you know, taking time to recognize. Yeah, yeah. What? Why do you do what you do? What drives you? 
You know, since I was a little girl, Ravi, I have always uh, had an eye for seeing something and saying, what's behind that? What's the rest of it? And that has really grown in the past two decades into looking at a program, a service, a movement, a person, and saying, wow, this is fabulous. And I see more potential behind it. So I think what drives me is really knowing how much potential we have because it is unlimited. And coming from the background where I was raised to not ask for what you wanted, you know, receive what you have, uh, what you've been given, and and give thanks for it and be happy with that and so forth, and um, which was not a bad thing. You know, my parents were fabulous. But I, I woke up one day uh, being the chief development officer of five hospitals and being told that they were grooming me for something bigger, which, you know, what is that when you're already in C-suite? And as the as my boss closed the door uh, and and walked out from my office, I just started crying and I thought, but I didn't ask for this. What do I want? So I think what drives me is that I myself have gone through something in my life uh, where I recognize that you can have great success and you can do many things, but you you may be living somebody else's life if you don't ask for what you want. And that's at that point when. That, at that point, I did, you know, start asking myself for what I wanted, and eventually that morphed into having my own firm, helping other people to do that. So it really drives me because I, I understand the difference. I was a great success. I had a lot of people who wanted to be me, but I was miserable inside. I was near burnout, and when I learned how to go out and ask for what I wanted, not only did I design my own chapter and have control of my own life and just love it to pieces. I married the most fabulous man, the love of my life. It just It's almost as if, Robbie, the light bulbs in your all of your house are suddenly turned on saying, voila, here it is, because you went out and asked for what you wanted. Here you go. It, it's, it's sort of the... It's, stepping into the, the you know onto the stage of your life and having all the lights turned up. And so that really drives me, understanding what it is not to ask and then understanding what can happen when you decide to do so. Yeah, that's so true. I notice on your website that you give back a portion of your proceeds to causes that support uh, alternatives in domestic violence. I do. I've been a big advocate for domestic alternatives to domestic violence for years and programs serving at-risk youth. And I believe that we all are, we, when we go through circumstances in our own lives and learn from them, that we also have a greater ability to give back in that area. So having experienced that in my own life and not only survived but thrived, I have learned to advocate. I'm the immediate past president for alternatives to domestic violence in Riverside County. Uh, 10% of, of my, my net proceeds go to such programs and so forth because I believe that, that we can give back in a special way when we understand something better, that we're gifted with the opportunity to do so. And, of course, because I love empowering voices, and empowering people to get what they want, that just really aligns well for me. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Tell me, I know you have some fabulous signature programs. Tell me about your signature programs. So signature programs include, you know, I do a lot of corporate coaching, 
And I do a lot of individual coaching for professionals and executives. So I do a lot of one-on-one coaching, and I do group coaching for for women as well. Something that I'm really pleased and, and enjoy a lot is what I call a jumpstart day, which is a VIP day over at the spa where I can actually coach you through something really significant as to a huge shift or change in your life in a setting that completely takes you away. And we get a lot of important work done, and then you can go enjoy the rest of your day um, in an idyllic atmosphere. Uh, but I think the VIP Jumpstart Day is excellent because you can do some very intense work quickly to get going. And it's especially especially helpful to those executives and those professionals that want some very deep, quick results to hit the ground running. I know you have an offer for us tonight. What is the offer? Oh, I I have an offer. I'd love to gift uh, the the listeners with a free article that I've written. It's on my website, and it's entitled Five Ways Successful Women and Some Men Play It Small and How to Play a Bigger Game. So if you'll visit my website, and that's pattycotton.com, P-A-T-T-I, C-O-T-T-O-N.com and request it on the front page. I'll send it to you personally. And then, of course, if you'd like for me to come and speak to your organization, you can contact my agent, Lynn Wakefield, at 714-540-2333 or lynn at speakersnow.info. And I'd be pleased to to see if, if I can bring value to your organization as well. So what's what's in the future for you? What is your next steps? Uh, next steps is I am I'm putting together plans to launch a year long women's coaching program, uh, the Year to Change Your Life, which is really exciting. I've already got some. I've actually had some women ask me to do it, and I've already got some who are are waiting in the wings to jump in and do. And I think, Robbie, that that we can do some powerful, powerful things when we bring women together to support oh, and edify each other, such as you do for all of us. And so that's that's next for me, as well as my book that's coming out in late, late spring, uh, Girl Impossible. And that's going to share just a teaser, a little bit of my personal story um, when I actually helped on an international kidnapping case that involved my own small son, and uh, wow. how that relates to my clients, which is which is kind of an interesting thing. So those are those are next for me. So uh, looking forward to 2015 and how it unfolds. So are you on any social media where people can connect with you? I am. I'm on LinkedIn, Patty Cotton. And then I am also uh, on Facebook. I believe that is pattycottonconsulting.com and pattycotton at Twitter. So, yes, absolutely. Connect with me. Love to love to share more. Well, we're almost getting to the end of our interview. I loved having you. Uh, what kind of, how about a couple of tips for our last-minute tips for our uh, listeners? Absolutely. Uh, and... Uh, Let's talk about asking for what you want and getting it. Here's a tip. 
you not only need to know what you want, know what you don't want. And here's why I say this. Be very clear about what you don't want when you go in to ask for something. Because when you go in and you ask for what you want, there may be some kind of a negotiation. They may want to compromise. And if you're not careful and you don't know your own boundaries or parameters, you may come away having said yes and then hit yourself on the forehead afterwards and say, my gosh, what did I just say yes to? That's not going to work for me. So I would say that's tip number one. And tip number two, I'll give you my $3 million question. When I learned how to ask and get it for myself, I went out and asked for a $3 million gift and got it in 30 seconds. And that's another story for another time. But here is how I asked the question. And if you'll write this down, this will work for anything. So when I was standing next to the person, I said at the time I was over the five hospitals overseeing the fundraising, and I said, look, um, under what conditions would you consider a gift of $3 million? They'd never given that amount before. But note that I didn't say would you give or could you or when could you. I said under what conditions would you consider a gift of $3 million. And here's why. When you say under what conditions, they're going to surface all of their, their, their objections. They're going to say, well, I'd have to do this and I'd have to do that and yada, yada, yada. You know, they go on and on. You have just surfaced all their objections so that you can say, great. So if I can help you do X, Y, and Z, such as you've mentioned, then that will work for you. And you're basically partnering to help them help you. So don't forget that question. Under what conditions would you consider, and it works great for asking spouses to take out the trash, too. <laughs> well, Patty, the other thing is we are so looking forward to you uh, to being part of the third annual Strategies for Success Women's Conference this year for the Menifee Valley Chamber. It's going to be great. I am so thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you, thank you for including me. I'm very privileged. And I want to thank you so much for being a guest today, uh, Patty Cotton, CEO of Breakthrough Executive Coaching. And you can learn more about her. Give her your website one more time, and then I think we're Sure. So pattycotton.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-T-T-O-N.com. All right, Patty, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Robbie. You too. Take care. Goodbye.